Welcome to Geek Gab on the Books. The author is Brian Niemeyer. BrianNiemeyer.com. Joining me today from Pious Geek, author of the Love at First Bite series. And today we are going to be talking about writing action. So Declan, thank you for joining me and everyone listening live at home. How are you this afternoon? Oh, I'm doing great. Pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. What we're interested in today is your approach to writing action, right? Writing action scenes in in your fiction. So, for I understand, uh, you've you got two main series. The aforementioned Love at First Bite and A Pious Man, which do contain their fair share of action. So you can just give us an overview of your approach to writing action scenes that, that pop and engage the reader, that keep the stakes and dramatic tension high. You know, pl please feel free to share. Okay. Well, um, part of my approach is more or less what Mickey Spillane, I believe it was Mickey Spillane who once described it as whenever the plot gets slow, send a man through, through the door with a gun. <laughs> um, I, considering, consider for a moment that I grew up with Die Hard as my Christmas movie from age eight onwards. So I, I've kind of had a fair appreciation for action. Um, no, a lot of what I do is basically you know, move the plot, move the plot forward as much as I can. Then when it's okay, when I'm, I am starting to get bored with what I'm writing. First, I backtrack to make sure that I shouldn't have thrown in somebody with a machine gun a few, few pages ago, and then figure out if there's any good way to actually have a bit of action, either direct confrontation or just plain running. Uh, I don't do a heck of a lot of chases, mainly because, well, I've lived my entire life in New York. Trying to have a car chase in Manhattan is hilarious, because <laughs> car chase, car chase, gridlock. It's just easier for everyone to get out and run. Right, I'm, I'm reminded of Die Hard 3, I think it was, <laughs> with Ed McLean running all around town on various uh, wild goose chases and scavenger hunts. So yes. not, not terribly accurate then, you would say. Oh, oh no, no. The most accurate part of Die Hard 3 was probably, see, we've got gridlock. I didn't say I was going to drive through Park Drive. I said I was going to go through the park. And then he goes off the road through Central Park and nearly hits like two dozen people. <laughs> and, you know, okay, you more. Oh, look, more gridlock. We need an ambulance to follow. Okay, we get an ambulance to follow. More gridlock. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that part was perfectly reasonable. But, yeah, it was thankfully insane. Good to know. You know, your your approach reminds me somewhat of what movie maker Robert Rodriguez recommended, and I think it was in his book Rebel Without a Crew, which uh, was specifically for writing screenplays, but uh, you, you could use it for novels, where if you get stuck... He recommended getting some 3x5 index cards 
and just uh, color coding them, breaking them up into like character scenes and events, and then dealing one one of each to yourself in succession until something happens. So, for example, you would deal a card. Okay, it's it's a bedroom. Okay, well, who's in the bedroom? Oh, it's let's see here, your girlfriend and oh, your brother. This this is a draw that uh, we actually got. Okay, well then, th then what happens? Someone comes in with a gun. You know, that, that exact thing you talked about. So I wonder if Rodriguez was cribbing from Spain. Well, not totally impossible. Um, although when you ask between my two series about action, I've actually got. Two different approaches for two different series, um, because with A Pious Man, when I originally started it, I was fresh off of my, no, I wasn't even fresh off of my master's in history. I was still writing it. Uh, it was like my last semester, I spent my winter break pounding out a thesis, and then, you know what? I really disliked Dan Brown, because he was hot at the time. And every time I turn around, it's, okay, I'm now going to bang my head against the wall and hopefully it'll feel better than trying to read some of this crap. And are you making fun of famous author Dan Brown? Yes, yes, I am. But, um, and then I decided, okay, I'm going to do better than he did. I'm going to have better action. I'm going to have characters I care about uh, and actual history. Unfortunately, it's like, okay, this entire scene turned into a 10-page speech. We're going to have action now. So it was a little bit too much. It was almost formulaic at times, it, you know, as bad as some of the born identity novels where it's find a lead, get the lead killed, take a little bit of the lead, go to the next lead, repeat. Um, and with Honor at Stake right. and the Love at First Bite series, um, I actually had someone complain that the first bad guy wasn't threatening enough in novel number one. Like, okay, fine, I can fix this. Unfortunately, the successive bad guys were so powerful. It's like the first half of the book was almost pure character-driven. It's drama. It's blah, blah, blah. There are some people who call it paranormal romance. I call it urban fantasy. So I'll take whichever one sells me the most books. And, um, but... Book two and three, after a while, was like, first half, character, a little bit of action here and there. Second half, oh, crap, run. So it, it's not, I won't say it's a Doctor Who episode, since those are so variable, it's not even funny. But it's, okay, we have to run until we actually have some, we have something that looks like a plan. Because otherwise, this right. thing will kill us. So you bring up character. Do you find that it's important to have at least competently, at least basically established characters involved in the action to make it work properly? Oh, heck yes. If you don't have characters properly executed in such a way that the reader gives a bloody damn what happens, they're probably not even going to read the book long enough to get to your action mm -hmm. scenes. Um. I'm trying to compare somebody else who is well-known, but names aren't coming to me, so I'll keep picking on the usual suspect. That was my problem with Dan Brown novels, because 
the best drawn characters in the entire books were the bad guys. It's like, I, 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 I want this bad guy to win because the characters <laughs> suck. <laughs> they are so cardboard, it's not even funny. <laughs> so, yeah. You have to point. <laughs> Thank you. But, um, Brandon, in my case, I've been either told I have superheroes in the making with the pious books, or it's, oh my god, it's almost like a real novel for Honor at Stake and Love at First Fight series. It's like a real novel, as opposed to a fake novel. <laughs> so, <laughs> I presume they mean... It's like your own. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Hey, just uh, like a real writer or a fake writer. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, oh, you want to see somebody who handles character and action excellently? Uh, Larry Correa. I mean, the yes. first, what, Monster Hunter International book one was highly intense 20-page action sequence to open. And then, okay, we're going to do both world building and character building. And then more character building and world building. And then 100 pages later, hi, we're going to sit, send you hip deep into a fight with a vampire, uh, three dozen ghouls. <laughs> And we're off to the races. Yeah, that's an excellent point because mainly from people who don't really know Larry's work, who just heard about it secondhand, mainly his critics, they just say, oh, well, it's it's all just superficial, like rather shallow gun and explosion porn without any character in it, but that's that, that could be further from the truth. Um, I found that Larry, even from his first book, Weaves, character and, and conflict into his action very richly so that you don't just get these dry technical almost clinical like uh, war correspondent reports of, of the action and like it's it's always filtered through a character's point of view so you get in means filtered through this character that's oh, hey. one thing that I've, I've spoken about before on on geek Evan on Twitter is that you know, conflict is character plus action. Action is violence plus character. And then, you know, violence is just, you know, a lot, a lot of noise, a lot of sound and fury signifying nothing. Pretty much. And let's face it. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, you can pick any one. I'm trying to... Owen. The, the main character is Owen uh, in the first few books. And hit, pick any member of his team. And they have more depth of character than a lot of main characters I've read. Uh, for those of you who have read Monster Hunter, the character of Holly, who, oh, look, she's blonde, she's cute. I want to say she's a former stripper or something. And yeah. she's got a background that should be angst-driven, but she's such a badass, it's you, you, you don't even notice. But there's a lot of depths of character there, and it's treated very well, very elegantly, and almost casually. A, a, casually is a bad word, but he doesn't put a lot of effort into it and gets a heck of a lot of impact out of it. 
do you have a favorite action character of your own that you've written? Oh. Well, I'm partial to two of them. Uh, one is Sean Ryan from the Pious Trilogy. Um, he's actually a spinoff of another character I had designed earlier on. And he's basically a former stuntman who's now in private security, which means he's both highly skilled and insane. So writing him is always a lot of fun <laughs> because it's like, okay, what utterly off the wall uh, action bit can I do right now that doesn't require wire work? <laughs> uh, and it's like, okay, give give it to uh, give it to Sean. And when it's straight up technical fight or technical and creative uh, combat. It's Marco Catalano from um, the Love at First Bite series because I've I've graduated into third level Krav Maga, which is basically practical hand-to-hand -hand combat uh, brought to you by the Israeli military. And that's pretty much where it's like, okay, I know exactly how this should operate and how tired he should be afterwards. So I would say it's probably the most realistic fight scenes I've done with him, except, you know, he's fighting vampires. <laughs> so, okay. oh, so, and I've got yeah. somebody, I see somebody in chat, my um, cover artist, Dawn, uh, insisting that her favorite action character I've done is Mandy from the uh, Last Survivors series, codename Winterboard, and all she does is shoot people. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Good, good choice, Dawn. So we're almost out of time. So I think to sum up, we, we could say pacing is important. And I think like Larry said, if, if he writes like 5,000 words about something blowing up, he starts, starts to get a little, little jittery. So you know, make sure that you sort of sprinkle your action, kind of like breadcrumbs about the plot. You know, falls, fails, send man with a gun in. Make sure that you've established your character so people care about the action. And you know, don't be afraid to filter the action through the POV character's point of view. And you know, most importantly, make make sure it's fun for the reader. Absolutely. All right. Well, is there any final message that you would like to deliver to our live audience? Well, the the, the knee jerk reaction is please buy my books. It's Declan Finn. Now, um. Uh, actually, you can find I a would... link to the show notes, by the way. But go ahead. <laughs> actually, I would like everyone to remember uh, that now that we're in, we are still in award season, and there is the Dragon Awards kicking about, and they've got some interesting eligibility schedules. So be careful when voting. I, I've got a few suggestions on my www.declanfin.com blog. It's a featured post, so it's easy to find. So. Due to due to both of our experiences over the past few years, I really want to see the Dragon Awards come into their own, even though it's only the second year. Mm. Dang, those awards are shiny. <laughs> hey, you, you would know. Thank you for like delivering mine and Nicole's and I think John C. Wright's. Yeah. Hey, I'm just glad that of the three packages I sent out that day, 
Yorth showed up, Nick Cole showed up. Because one of them wound up, one of those three packages they sent out wound up being destroyed. Thankfully, oh. the third thing was not John's award because I was driving and it, his, his place was on the way. <laughs> oh, good. Excellent. Well, uh, I want to thank Declan for joining us. I want to thank you, listeners, for listening in. And we will return next week with more applicable writing advice. So, we'll see you next time. <laughs>